Dead Set Legends are up in a sec. And it'll be worth the wait. You don't have to wait for the Toyota Kluger. It's in stock now at Newtown Toyota East Big Park. Now, we do need to cover it. Unfortunately, uh, on the big stage, good Friday yesterday, standalone Friday night slot. Uh, people all eyes on West Coast across the country. And we shouldn't take away from Sydney Swans. They had 11, they players, under 50, 11 players under 50 games last night. But Mick, uh, you sat through the first three quarters. Um, just, if you, just, just a yeah. brief summary of what you think is happening. Well, in terms of you know continuity of, of team, West Coast has had no continuity. So they're mm. getting their better players back. The eye test for mine, those better players that are coming back in aren't ready. Um, you know, they're, they're champions, some of these players, but they're well behind the eight ball. Uh, you know, the guys that have been carrying the load for some time uh, are hanging in there, but maybe they're running, even though it's early in the season, some of these guys haven't played much footy and the interruption around that. Um, yeah, they're, they're running out of legs, and that showed in the first uh, quarter and a half in particular. And up at halftime, it was, it was shot, and there was a response in the second half, but, yeah, a bit, bit of a concerning side for West Coast. But as bad as West Coast were, as good as Sydney were. Sydney was spectacular. Mm. Lads, you'd go, you guys are no best, but do they have an identity? Like, even watching that, you know, you run and gun, like, mm. from, a, from a basketball standpoint, I just couldn't see a clear identity. No, it's hard. And, and mm. we sat there in the commentary box last night, and like, is this their game plan to chip and go long and backwards and sideways and not take ground and then have your halfback uh, defenders have a squeeze of the yeah. footy? That's not what yeah. the game plan is. They're, they're, That's certainly not it. They're, 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 attached, they're handcuffed to it, aren't they? Yeah, I it's thought... strange, isn't it? The chip into the mm. pocket, it's almost like you'd go, righto, four half-forwards play half-back mm. and play how you want the ball movement. <laughs> yeah, just to go, just, it, yeah. it's because it's hard. Being a defender's hard because if you cook it, you're cooked. Like, mm. you get the six yeah. points against you. So it's hard, but it's yeah. like, that's what I loved about Lewis Jetta when he played. He didn't know what was going on. And if he didn't know what was going on, the opponents didn't know what was going on, the forwards didn't know what was going on, it, it's two out of ten times he would make an unbelievable error, but and, eight times out of ten it would it'd pierce the opposition. And I listened to I, I, I linked up the Triple M call last. He does night this with, all with, the time. Yeah, yeah, I linked it up, but, uh, and we'll get to that uh, a little later in the show. But what I did here was Zave, you actually, um, and I'd like you to elaborate on this. You, you just said they're done. You know, their season's cooked, and it's pretty much rebuild mode from here because you know what's coming from beneath. Isn't much. No, you, well, they're absolutely done, Mick. You can't. Mm. Uh, they've beaten Collingwood, um, who aren't, are, re, mm. are rebuilding, essentially. They've still got a yep. few senior players. But West Coast, they're, no, they're, they're done, unfortunately. They, they've won a flag three years ago. So, yep. I mean, you can't be too critical as a supporter. The alternative is you don't win a flag and you sit there in round seventh and eighth the whole time. But, yeah, I think they're in a fair bit of trouble. I would love to have seen Campbell Chester get through a season. Their um, first-round draft pick from uh, last year had an ankle injury, unfortunately. But the kids aren't there either. They haven't had the draft picks. They traded away first-round draft picks for Tim Kelly. That clearly hasn't worked. Um, mm. So the, uh, Simo would just love to get his hands on some kids. So what would you do then? Because you're not going to rest all of your, your vets. How do you subtly lose? Uh, no, I, I, don't th- I don't think you need to subtly lose. Nah, I just think they lose. Yeah, yeah. I, I, just think, I just think they lose. Because the next four weeks, I was looking at Port Adelaide at Port, who are going no good, but I think everyone had them in top bet. four. Mick, did, did you yeah. have them top four start of the year? Yeah, start of the year. Yep. So it goes Port Adelaide. Richmond, who are just Richmond, they're just good in everything. Brisbane Lions at the Gabba yeah. into the Melbourne Demons, uh, Melbourne Demons. So Brisbane, Melbourne, and the next game is against the Giants in Sydney on the road. Mm. So, mate, there's five games there that you don't know whether they're yeah. going to win or not. Adam Simpson had this to say after the game. It's a great question, and we're trying to manage it as best we can. So, you know, what we have today, we had six changes, which, you know, it's not ideal. 
but um, that's reality. So we need to accept it. We've got our captain coming back. You've got Elliot Yo, two-time All-Australian best and fairest man, and Tim Kelly um, and Jamie Cripps. So they're very, very good players, but they haven't. The synergy's not there, obviously, but that's not that's not a reason for the for the first first quarter in particular. So we're not making any excuses. But you're right, synergy is going to be difficult. It's been a challenge all year. We've, you know, I think three players have played every game. But I just don't think we hold that one in front of the first half. I think we can we can own what happened um, and understand that. Yeah, we've got some a lot of work to do and on and off the field with how we train and our fitness and all those things and synergy. That that's sits behind the disappointment of tonight. So um, hopefully it reflects this conversation doesn't come across as making excuses. We don't want to do that, but we think we'll get more synergy as we go. Synergy, synergy, but it's effort. It's it's everything in it. It's among watching the game. Uh, and I said in the call last night, this, the red jumpers just looked on the field as though there was three or four extra of them. Young kids, Mick, you remember playing against a young side with confidence. You just can't yeah. keep up with them. And yeah. that was so evident last night. You just could not keep up with them. Yeah, they're running pop. And, and a big question mark on the Eagles for some time has been their leg speed outside of the contest. As soon as that ball went from the inner circle to the outer circle and yeah. spilled out into space, the as you say, the red jumpers, it was McInerney, it was Warner. They just uh, ran on top of the ground and made uh, the Eagles look silly. Yeah, that's right. And it's going to be a tough year. But I, as I said, you've got to get the kids in. And I think that's what's going to happen at West Coast. The kids will come. You just got to sit tight for a couple of years. Now, a moment we've been promoting for two weeks now. Uh, <laughs> Mickey Barlow, Brownlow medalist. Done it. Yep. Bring us in, Mick. Uh, don't worry about the Brownlow medalist. When you, <laughs> you've got a 200-game Brownlow medalist in Lockie Neal and you can't find him for seven days, I'm a bit concerned, but we'll be fine. We'll be right. We'll send out the search party. But what we have got, guys, is uh, the my favourite line. My yeah, favourite line. The man that carried him off for his 200th <laughs> game had him over his shoulders. Jared Lyons, welcome to the Dead Set Legends. Yeah, you've got Robin today, not Batman. Ah, <laughs> right. oh, mate. But uh, in, in all in all seriousness, we will talk quickly about Lockie Neal before um, uh, going to yourself and, and your, your great lines and how well you're going. How is it playing with Lockie? He had a bit of an interrupted uh, season last year, but he's bounced back and in, in really good form. Yeah, he's um, he had a massive off season and preseason, um, and I, I knew he was going to come out firing this year, and that's exactly what he's done. Uh, back to his Sort of 2019-20 form, which is great. And, um, yeah, he's, he's carrying our midfield at the moment. He's been awesome. He, he, oh, and you're going quite well yourself, Jared. But um, I probably put it down to over Christmas uh, when I was in robe and Lockie Neal was in robe. And I went for a run with him on the golf course and I showed him a clean pair of heels. So right at that point, I think he knew that he had to lift his standard and he's done exactly that. So... He's up and about, you're up and about, and you're lying. Good way uh, to insert yourself into the narrative. Hold, hold on. <laughs> Where are you, is in there a question or, or what else? are you doing? Well, he also gave me COVID, so Lockie's um, <laughs> and, he, and he's burning me at the moment. So the, the relationship's on rocky, rocky grounds. But Jared, your, your Brisbane Lions are up and about, and, and the form of the whole team is uh, is enviable at the moment. Yeah, um, well, obviously, um, we're, well, we're winning games. I still don't feel like we're playing mm. amazing footy. We're um, we're probably letting teams in it a little bit much, and um, yeah, making it a bit closer than we would like. But uh, when you're at four and one and not playing great footy and got a bit to improve on, uh, it's still a pretty good spot to be. Mate, uh, talk about Mitch Robinson and his antics. 
<laughs> Where do we start? You yeah, got time? Oh, but can we, we've got the next 30 minutes. I mean, how is it you've got a, a guy, I would say Lockie's a bit of an introvert, a uh, bit quiet guy, doesn't pick up the phone, and yep. then you've got Mitch who will take any phone call. I mean, what is that dynamic like at the club? Oh, yeah, I actually, I really like Mitch. I think he's, um, yeah, he's great for the footy club. He's, I think he's great for footy in general. Um, you're right, he's yeah, a, he's a um, very much an extra, uh, well, uh, like he'll take any phone call you want. He'll, he's media mad and um, he loves he loves the game and just loves sort of getting around the boys. And I think if we're ever flat at training um, and you put Robbo into it, uh, yeah, there's sparks. So mm. I reckon he's great for the club and great for the game. And um, some people, he's not some people's cup of tea, but um, for personally, I love him and I reckon he brings great energy. Absolutely, man. Well, I spent a long time with uh, Chris Fagan at Hawthorne and – we used to joke that he could be a little bit prickly fags and a bit of a grumpy old bastard. Now, uh, how, does, how does fags go with all the antics? It's funny. Robbo actually calls him dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good laugh. And um, I think fags is, fags is pretty good with, with Robbo. He just sort of um, – he knows what he's going to get. Like He knows yeah. what he's going to get on field, but he knows what he's going to get off field. And um, I think he's sort of – he's that sort of coach that plays to your strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knows what, what that is for Robbo and – at time, I think he's actually calmed him down a little bit, to be fair, over the yeah. last couple of years. He used to be giving a free kick away every five minutes, but um, he's been yeah, he's been a lot better of recent times. And um, I think Faze brings out the best in a lot of blokes, and, and Robbo's one of them. So he's sort of revitalised his career now, and mm. um, he's still playing at 30, well, whatever, he's 31, 32, so it's great to see. And he's a $1.01 to probably give away the most free kicks yep. going forward with the, demo- with the abusing the umpires and carrying on and flapping the yards. But, mate, your own game, has it tweaked a little bit this season? Uh, you, you did eight or nine less centre bounces than Lockie Neal on the weekend and Jordan Degoe and those guys. You're playing a little bit more forward? Yeah, I mean, now we've got sort of those young blokes like uh, Cam Rainerback, uh, Zach Bailey's a bit more time in there, um, Jared Berry's fit, Hugh McCluggage. So we've got a lot of guys to go through there now. So, uh, yeah, for me, I, I probably was a forward when I started. So I'm naturally sort of drifting back there a little bit more just to get those guys in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the future of the footy club, and uh, I think they've been shown, especially Zach, who's, who's been unbelievable, and especially up forward too. So I'm happy to sacrifice a bit of midfield time to get those boys in there and, and keep myself a bit fresher as well. So um, especially this time of year, we need to, um, I guess, build some confidence for those boys that haven't played a lot of footy mm. as well. So more than happy to play my role in that regard. And, um, yeah, Lockie's obviously a bit of the mainstay in there, and we just work around him, which is really good. You do like to keep yourself fresh, and Zave was joking off air, but I think he was relatively serious when he said, you know, GPS of a midfielder in the AFL, maybe 14, maybe 15 Ks a game. Zave reckons you might run anywhere between two to three. (laughs) Oh, mate, I love it. It's the Matt Prittis, get to the centre line and do your business at the contest. Never leave the centre square. That's the way it goes. Um, I think, um, to be fair, I think uh, we're about sort of anywhere from 11 to 13 or 14, I reckon, and I'm probably at that lower end of that scale, so... Um, that's a yeah. I think uh, the way the rotations are now, you spend a lot more time on the bench um, just because you can't spin the wheels as quick. So sometimes you're on the bench for seven minutes at a time, um, which is yeah, just the way the game's going now. And that's sort of 75 percent game time for a lot of our guys. And um, I guess the ones that can chug along a bit more will be 80, mm-hmm. 85, 90 percent. So mm-hmm. um, it's a tough job now working out those rotations. I think yeah. there's a whole. Excel oh. spreadsheet and uh, hey, um, oh. especially when you got that idiot Grant Birchall running messages yeah. out. Oh, <laughs> no. he, he he takes up half our interchange. So. <laughs> 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 hey, it's, good a, it's good having a good footy brain as your runner as well. I think that's um that's a little one percent of that helps too. Mm.
Hey, how much is the last couple of years? You've been close without getting to that last day. How much does that, I suppose, spur the group on, but how much have you learnt from, from those experiences? Yeah, I guess, well, 2019 sort of comes as a bit of a, uh, I'm not necessarily surprised. We knew we were playing good footy, but to finish second on the ladder was probably a surprise. And for a lot of guys that hadn't, probably 75% of our group hadn't played a final finals game at all. So it was... Um, it was good then, and, and now we've obviously built to to establish ourselves where we are. So, last year hurt a little bit, um, and I think there's a lot of boys that are that come back like fit and firing, especially someone like Lockie who sort of led the way in that um, pre-season sort of space. Mm. And I think the boys have learned a lot now. We're not just a, a field of numbers anymore, or it's it's nice to play finals type team. Um, we sort of need to. Well, we know that we need to do some damage now, and, and well, first we've got to put ourselves in that spot, which we've, we've obviously started really well. So, yeah, there's a bit of fire in the belly now, and um, yeah, we're just going to make sure we go on with it. And mate, here at Dead Set Legends, we're all about stitching people up, and uh, oh, anything no. we can stitch uh, Mickey up with uh, at your time there with the sunset. Oh God, where do we start? Um, <laughs> <laughs> has he told you about his uh, his Bell's palsy? I'm sure he's spoken about that. What what is it? <laughs> Oh, it ended, it, oh. It's not really a laughing matter. It ended my career. I couldn't blink. <laughs> <laughs> it actually did give Jared a lot of humour because I actually got a surgery on my jaw and um, came out of the surgery and you know, my luck, somehow the surgeon mucked it up and gave me Bell's palsy. <laughs> What's uh, Bell's palsy? Yeah, what is- it's when half, half your face doesn't work. I was, like, <laughs> I was like the joker. And I had to, Jared, and whenever Jared would come around, he'd come around a fair bit. For me to feel comfortable, I'd have to sticky tape my eye. <laughs> 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 Eyelid down. That's that true. <laughs> oh, Jared, mate. Oh, uh, we're going to have to let you go. Thanks for joining us. And I do know one thing from the old days. If you play on Thursday or Friday night, it usually opens the weekend up for a bit of, uh, bend it like Beckham sort of, a bit of mischief. So, mate, enjoy your weekend and gra- congratulations to everything that you've done the last few years and the Brisbane Lions keep tracking along beautifully. Good luck for the rest of the year, mate. No worries. Thanks for having me on, lads. Appreciate it. Good on you, Jared Lyons, superstar at the Brisbane Lions, seven-point victors on a Thursday night against Collingwood. Gee whiz, he's become a star of the competition, hasn't gun. he? Yeah, absolute gun. Love the way he plays. And Mick's battling with uh, some <laughs> horsey thing that's happening with his face. Let, let's pick that up later. It explains a lot, Mick. It explains a lot. Pedal to the metal. And it's lights out and away we go. This is Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. We absolutely love this time of the morning where we get to talk a bit of motorsport with Greg Russ. And, of course, if you do love a podcast, Rusty's got the best podcast available called Rusty's Garage on the Listener app. And we say good morning to Rusty. Good morning. Uh, happy Easter, guys. Who's got the chocolates? Uh, I've got a hangover. Is that the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good present, but anyway, good luck with that. Nah, Rusty, mate. Plenty going on in the world of motorsport. And we're going to start, of course. Now, there's a fair bit going on, of course. Melbourne's F1 was such a success, but the frequent flyers are up and about because you're in Bathurst and uh, there's a bit of COVID causing a few hassles for some drivers. Yeah, there is. So I'm, I'm here for the traditional uh, Easter six-hour race, or production car base. Yep. The defending winner is Shane Van Gisbergen. So he's out with COVID, unfortunately. He's doing the right Jeez. thing, isolating. And Fabian Coulthard was meant to be racing in mm. the, the TCR oh. class as well. And these had to be replaced by Tim Slade for the same reason. So we hope those mm. guys are going okay in uh, in Queensland and yeah. they're back on the wheel real soon. Yeah, bloody oath. Russ, the Formula One's water oh, spectacle last hey, week in Melbourne. Jeez, vroom, 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 vroom. sensational, mate. But another domination from Charles Leclerc in the red Ferrari. Some calling it well, Michael Schumacher-like. Yeah, absolutely. And and um, 
it's a collective in that description. So one of my colleagues who's very embedded in the sport as a journalist basically said that the way that he drove, the way mm. that car is performing, kind of harks back to the, the early to mid-2000s there when Michael was so dominant with Ferrari. So yeah. Charles doing a very good job. Probably the caveat we need to put on that, guys, is that Red mm. Bull need to sort out their engine mm. issues. They will. Yep. And, and, and Mercedes... Uh, they were on the back foot massively on Friday, and those two guys came through for a podium and good yep, points. Yeah. So when they un- when they unlock that car mid year, they will be good. We, we, you're potentially going to have four to five drivers fighting for race wins from about the mid season on. But right is now, Dan one of them? Say, I hope so. Okay. That there was a mm. lot of buoyancy at McLaren. They, they were super happy good. on Sunday yep. afternoon. That Beautiful. was the most they could deliver with that car. So right now. Yep. Talking about buoyancy, Rusty, 420,000 people went through the stalls across the three days. How good was that? Just, I've never experienced anything like it. It yep. was an, an enormously special thing. Even when there were queues for different things, no one was bluing or, you know, the, I never saw the police call for anything. It was just so well run. And to top it all off, we had a great race. The changes to the track have made, in the, in the eyes of some drivers and team managers, a good track a great track. So there's there's all these ticks um, along the way, guys. Sure, you can always look at ways to to improve. A lot of people talking about the pre-game entertainment and Mm -hmm. and maybe just a bit of balance between the the music and the the, the grid stuff. Um, But honestly, guys, I just loved every moment of it uh, and just so good to have that event back. We've we've missed Mm -hmm. it. We've absolutely missed it. And Jack Miller in the MotoGP, Rusty, he got his first podium of the season, but Despite all that, uh, his spot on the Ducati, no certainty for 2023. There's journalists that are circling on this one, unfortunately. So you're right. The podium yeah. in Austin was was uh, a good boost for him. Um, they say that if he does get moved, he'll possibly end up in the privateer Ducati team. And Jack says okay. if that happens, he doesn't care. He's not worried because it's mm. the same machinery and he knows that crew very well. Yeah. Rusty, mate, we wish you a happy Easter. Have a great weekend, mate. Uh, from us here in Perth, happy Easter and uh, have a good weekend. Look forward to chatting next week. Thanks, guys. Take care. The checkered flag's out for Rusty's Motorsport Update. It's McLaren and Ricardo the win the Italian Grand Prix. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Sitting in here, Mick, right now, we've mm. got a little bit of Perth Wildcats oh. royalty. Greg Hire filling in for Britt Taylor. Taylor. But oh. then there's royalty and then there's mm. real, real royalty. Now, right now, we're going to speak to a man who's the top of the tree, Perth Wildcaps, absolute superstar, megastar. Good morning, Ricky Grace. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Happy Easter. You can't even, I wouldn't even put my name close to Ricky. It is. No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't either. <laughs> it is. I, 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 I've, I've got Greg. goosebumps You're right now. Come on. Come Rick, on, Greg. Ricky, 40th year anniversary. Obviously, you'll be down at the Perth Arena late in the uh, in the Arvo. Uh, obviously, it's a sore point at the moment. How are you seeing the the current group? I mean, it's not really something we're accustomed to. Well, last game wasn't their best moment for sure. Um, but the beauty is uh, they have another opportunity today and uh, a few games to still to still sort out some things. Um, you know, that's the challenge, Greg, and you know every year it presents different challenges and uh, just different ways to put that puzzle together. And um, they haven't quite figured out that puzzle just yet, but it's in their DNA, and uh, tonight will definitely, or uh, this afternoon will definitely give us all an indication on whether they've turned things around and are 
and uh, hopefully we're going to finish the season with a wet sail. You speak of that DNA, Ricky, in terms of the Perth Wildcats. You know, they haven't missed the finals since you know the eighteen hundreds. Talk to <laughs> us about that DNA and you know how special it is. You because you're the way you played and your group that you came through with. The DNA is is evidently the same. Well, the culture is there, mm. um, and you know we we sort of uh, built the foundation. We laid the foundation uh, for 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 that culture and the. Uh, late 80s, 90s, and then Greg Hire and the crew, they built a mansion on top of that foundation. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's there, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that's been a perfect storm where, you know, we've had great ownership management, uh, great players, and great fans. And uh, this year is no different. Um, it's just um, – you know, it's a it's a it's a different challenge every year, and and it's exciting to see, and and I'm excited about what I'm going to see today because I know these guys have been challenged, their backs up against the wall, and you don't want to corner a cat. Don't want to corner a cat. No, I like no, that. I love it. So, 40th year anniversary, mate. Go back and as standing, didn't realize you weren't a, an NBL MVP, which I think is absolutely uh, a travesty. I think you gifted Roggie one one year basically just setting him up every single time so that's basically the MVP mm. take it back what's what's been your best highlights or your, your greatest teammate um in, in in that time as as a, the greatest Walker ever uh um the greatest highlight was still that first championship back in 1990 um man a long time ago now I can't believe it was over 30 years <laughs> mm. ago but to actually fly back to Perth and there's 10,000 people at the airport and being the first Jeez. national league team in Western Australia to win a, a grand final, a national championship was a highlight, but 1995 was great. We won the triple crown. We represented Australia, um, uh, over in, over in Europe, uh, sorry, over in England. We played the Houston Rockets. We beat Real Madrid, which is, a uh, which are the Perth Wildcats of Europe, and uh, uh, that was that was that was a highlight as well. Uh, but yeah, just many many great memories, many many great friendships, and I'm looking forward to catching up with a lot of those guys this afternoon. Four-time NBL champion yourself, and of course, you did mention the mansion that was built on top of the foundations mm-hmm. you guys laid. I must ask about Bryce Cotton, uh, the baton from you to him. What do you love about Bryce's game, and uh, what do you see with Bryce's future? Oh, I love everything. I mean, first of all, he's he's a great man, and uh, he's a great leader, uh, you know, and he's a great uh, uh, person just to be the face of the Perth Wildcats at this time. But I'm just amazed at the standard uh, that Bryce has been able to keep up ever since he's uh, set, set, set foot for, for the Wildcats. Um, you know, he's – it's so much being uh, – uh, so much weight being put on his shoulders and and he's carried that weight for you know like i said ever since he set foot on the floor you know and uh uh plan for the wildcats so you know everybody has an off game and uh uh you know bryce had one last last you know in the last game but you know the standard that he has set since sitting you know since uh sitting sitting you know, playing his first game for the Wildcats is unparalleled. Mm. The function tonight, Ricky, 40th year. Greg said he's uh, going to avoid a couple of names. Who have you got on the list to either avoid <laughs> or saddle up next to to really enjoy uh, enjoy the festivities? 
Well, it depends on whether there's alcohol there. No, there is. There is. There is. Confirmed full. Well, um, if there's alcohol there, anyone above six foot eight, I I cannot drink with. <laughs> That's uh, a good rule. It's just a whole weight, weight, weight ratio thing. But um, I have been known to receive a few headbutts and a few kisses. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a kiss up. So, uh, uh, you know, hopefully I'll try and avoid the headbutters and the kissers tonight. Nah, good plan, mate. Ricky, you're the ripe age of uh, 55. You've played a lot of basketball. When you get out of bed each morning, what, what creaks and cracks the most? <laughs> uh, well, uh, probably the ankle first, then the knee, then the hip. And, <laughs> and then uh, from there, I can't remember. Nah, nice one. Ricky, mate, enjoy tonight. 40th year anniversary, Perth Wildcats. No greater successful team we've seen in Australia in any sport, Perth Wildcats. And you're at the top of the tree there, Ricky. Thanks very much for joining us and have a great Easter. Thanks for having me, boys. Good on you, Greg. Thanks, Keep it mate. going. The mighty Rockingham Flames, huh? <laughs> so just before we do let you go, will you avoid Greg or not yeah. tonight? No, 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 no. Greg's always nice to me. Greg's okay. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's good to hear. Well done, mate. In enjoy your Easter. Thanks for joining us on Triple M. Thanks, guys. See you. Those with the touch, choose Tab Touch. Better your bet and download Tab Touch today. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Sending you into the weekend with a winner in your hand. Oh, you beauty. This is Brit's Best. Brit's Best here on a Triple M. Brit Taylor can't join us this morning. Uh, has been put on the sidelines for inappropriate touching of a work mm. colleague. Oh, Unfortunately, <laughs> copped the one-week suspension for that. Only one. One week, only one week. Uh, it was a bit of grey yeah. area over yeah. what actually happened. Appeal? So cop the one week we'll and ask. move on. We'll anyway, ask. so we say good morning <laughs> to uh, Brittany Taylor down in Gracetown, I believe. Good morning. Doing my penance and keeping my hands to myself. Yes, and that's good, Britt, because it was a bit awkward and um, I, I don't want to sit in any more interviews about your behaviour. But, uh, <laughs> mate, talking about uh, behaviour and incidents, what about yesterday, race one at Ascot? Can you explain to us what the hell oh. happened? Oh, well, the barriers were put in the wrong spot. So they were, it was 100 metres different to what the advertised uh, distance of the race was. And they've only realised after the race. So it was a weird situation. We're out here, obviously, down south and uh, reception is sort of in and out. And I'd actually watched the race and thought, no, everything seemed okay. And about half an hour later, we got back into some reception, pressed refresh, and it said abandoned. And thinking, hang on, I, I watched it. Nothing was wrong. Every, the barriers all open clean. I watched the replay. I thought, what is going on? I sent a few messages out and they said, no, the barriers are in the wrong spot. So how no one noticed that any of the jockeys, I think, will be getting a bit of flack as well. The yeah. fact that no one uh, rode up and went, hang on, isn't this meant to be a little bit longer? Or, uh, so or anything like that. Prize money was given, yeah. though, did I read? Yes, that's what's happened. So Rara have come out and say, said, you know what, we're going to honour the prize money because obviously for the connections, that's you know, really, really tough. Um, so Hayden Ballantyne's horse frequent fryer keeps the race. And, okay. Or will, doesn't keep the race, but gets the prize money. And the punters? Wouldn't, wouldn't, have, wouldn't have liked to have seen Britt uh, Hayden Ballantyne walk in and not collect his cheque. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and you only had to look on Twitter to see they weren't happy at all and still uh, waiting for a bit of a please explain. So mm. uh, they'll get their money, but uh, the punters will just get the refund. Oh, so if you back the winner, you're out. If you back the loser, yep. money back. With that being said, so there were a lot of people complaining because they backed the winner and then it didn't uh, obviously come out. Um, but 
if it'd been another 100 metres, I don't think the winner wins. So okay. maybe they've got lucky in a way. Okay. Ooh. All right. Well, uh, Britt, we will let you. I believe the mimosas are already getting splashed around at 9.30 in the morning. So She's um, taking this suspension seriously. Yeah, the way she's I know. Behaving today. Yeah, actually, Britt, you're not meant to be drinking at 9.30. You're meant to be uh, doing serving your penance. I know I am meant to be, but someone has to do it. How's the show been this morning? I haven't had the chance to listen because I have been making the mimosas for everyone. Was Lockie Neal good? Oh, <laughs> hang on. Um, Mick, do you off. want to answer that my, one? My, my, uh, Lockie Neal, I think we could get him next week after game 201. <laughs> <laughs> no guarantee. All right, but Brit- last week we meant to have him. This week you said he was a certainty. Yeah. And it's out again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you come mm-hmm. through with the jockeys and everything when we need a jockey or a trainer, Brit. You're fantastic. I polish off the bloody stars. We had Ricky Grace on just moments Greg. ago, mm-hmm. thanks to Greg. Mick rang Jared Lyons and said, mate, you carried him off. Can we have you off? But we did find out Mick couldn't blink for six Mick weeks. Mick had Bell's palsy. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what Bell's palsy is, Brit? Yeah, your face doesn't move, right? Oh, at least you. Mick had to tape his eyes shut. <laughs> oh, that's that's better than Lockie Neal. Oh, anyway, mates, we got you on this segment. Brits Best, what are we doing today? Saturday, races everywhere. Perfect weather here in Perth. Uh, and not a heavy 10 either in Sydney. So what have you found for us? It's a miracle that it's not a heavy 10 in Sydney. No, oh, isn't Finally. it unbelievable? Uh we're going to go first race, get in early at Ascot and Simon Miller's three-year-old filly hardly ever resuming. It was a nice trial ahead of this first up run and last start is the horse that finished second to Bazoom and she placed in yesterday's Marjorie Charlson. So get in early. We're locked and loaded with tab touch at $2.20. So hardly ever in the first at Ascot for me. Okay. And I'm going to go into the football and I've had one good collect in this segment, and it was Tom Green early at nine fifty to get or nine dollars, nine fifty, whatever it was, to uh, get thirty disposals. Not going to do that this week, but I am going to back the Giants to beat Melbourne at five dollars eighty five for the kitty. <laughs> so there you go. That's what I'll be doing. Giants to beat right. the Premiers in uh, the Melbourne Demons five eighty five. It's it's unbelievable. It's, it's I don't know how it happens, but you, you put it in. <laughs> And then you just take it out. It's incredible stuff, this segment. Anyway, Britt, mate, enjoy your weekend away. Uh, all the best. You're down there for a 30th. Enjoy that as well. Thank you. Enjoy uh, the rest of the day, boys, and uh, I'll see you next week. Oh, hang on. We've got to talk about that. <laughs> Have you heard? They haven't rang you yet. So we'll talk about that Monday. We'll get Lockie Neal on next week. That was Britt's best for Tab Touch. Mick, big day for mm. Fremantle Dockers coming up, I reckon. Big day tomorrow, yes. Big day. So Essendon, and they're a side Essendon, but I think it's still a flip of the coin job, you know, externally. Freo should be coming over to play this game to get the job done and solidify where they're at. People think they're a top eight side. They win this game tomorrow. No questions asked, in my opinion. And you think they are a top eight? I do. Yep, I do. I think they're starting to build some continuity there. You know, Fifey's not in. He'll come back in at some stage. Sean Darcy is one that's kind of been in and out through injury. So a bit of continuity will help. Um, they've had an easy draw. A tough little slot coming up now, though. What is your belief? Do you top eight or top four? Well, no, top eight. Top eight. No. If you look at their draw, the first... They snuck in over Adelaide, who, let's be honest, Adelaide will be bottom four, yeah, today, I think so. in my opinion. And uh, then St Kilda did a job on the West Coast, were, were beaten up and you know playing yeah, their bottom half. We saw the, West Coast last night, good. they're bottom four. Yep, exactly. And then um, the the result last week, the Giants, we don't know where they're at either. So Frio, Essendon, a similar situation. Essendon, we don't know where they're at, but there's a chunk of games coming up soon for Frio where – 
we'll find out a lot about them. They, they've got to where they needed to at this point of the year, uh, and tomorrow they should be chalking up a W. Mick, you're not presenting a jersey with that mm. with that comment, mate. That, that attitude. <laughs> yeah. no no, I, I gave it to you on a platter, mate. That was your moment to say... Premiership. Yeah, with premiership. And if you <laughs> no, said that before you know it, you're, 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 you're carrying bloody Monday off. Again. I'm on the record. I'm on the record. Yeah. 2025, we will be in... I love the a wee. prelim grand final set situation. No, no, no. I'm not taking your situation, prelim situation. <laughs> no, they're hard to get to. Save. Prelims are hard to – grand finals are hard to get to because you've got to go through the prelim. Mm-hmm. But 2025, yeah. Fremantle will be on the big stage, grand okay. final. I like it. Then I like you just got to get the job done. Now, is Griffin Logue a little the... bit stiff this yeah, week? I was wondering that. Is Griffin Logue a bit stiff? Uh, well, that, I think, says – it speaks to the – the depth of the list and some of the players. Nathan Wilson, he's been a mainstay in that side for a Nathan long time. Nathan Wilson didn't get coaches awards, coaches votes last week though. Griffin Logue did. Well, it wouldn't have been from the Freo coach. Oh, actually, I never, I never thought about that. Maybe the maybe the yeah. Giants. Uh, Leon yeah, Cameron gave the three. Leon Cameron is maybe just. Yeah, I, I think Griffin, uh, solid player uh, with that side. Now starting to really strengthen that back six. Yeah. Uh, you know, Griff has to perform on a weekly basis. You know, Ethan Hughes is. As one that you know hasn't been earmarked as a as a regular, he has for a long time. So is Nathan Wilson. So that's the good sign for Freo. Guys yep. are coming in that haven't played footy uh, at this level for a while and saying you can't drop me. Nathan O'Driscoll, mm-hmm. Heath Chapman, Hayden Young, beautiful. And Pierce and Sarong do return tomorrow. Of course, Sarong to bolster that midfield. Pierce uh, to be the leader down in defence. They win tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they get the job Big done. Big shout out to Alex Pierce. I thought he'd done. He's broken his leg again. Oh, and then no. he looks, Hercules back. He looks like a bit. <laughs> Imagine him Apple in the man. shower, hair yeah, out, yeah. chest Beautiful out. Man. Uh, well, I'm just doing a Xavier Ellis audit, Greg, and you can jump off the jump in off the back of this. You know, he's our leader. He's our captain. He took last week off. He's giving us the but big last sobs. week off was accepted. That was fine. Yeah, you had a wedding uh, down south, so yeah. had a good time. Um, we did miss you, but you're back this week. And as I said, Greg, I listened to the Triple M call last night, and I link it up with the the Vision on TV, and I just like to hear our man go to work. So. Some of, his best, some of his best stuff. Hey, Jamie Cripps is a star, Greg, isn't he? <laughs> He's an absolute... 200 games. He's, 200 games. Yeah. 200 games. Uh, oh, and just a stalwart of the club. He's done it tough and he, he's got to work. He's a premiership player. Have a listen to how Xavier Ellis refers to Jamie Cripps. Oh, and let's no. not forget, of course, Jamie Cripps as well. Yep. Uh, 200th game tonight. Yes, yes. So, uh, well done to Cripps, obviously. Uh, coming over from St Kilda, diabetic, so he's had that challenge throughout his career. Yep, good knowledge. Uh, and, and a great, a great country, um, basic sort of person. Uh, so fantastic <laughs> to see. Jamie Cripps plays 200th tonight. Well, I think that's a compliment. He's not, he's not complicated. He's, your, he's, your meat, yeah, no, he's, he's your meat and three vegetables. It's great. I thought that. If, oh, I dream of someone saying I'm just a basic, just oh. not a complicated person. There's nothing wrong with that, Greg. That was a great summary. Nah. Did you know he's diabetic? <laughs> no, but no, he's actually on so, I'm, 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 I'm all for a fun, stupid facts. Oh, yeah. I love it like he's. But, uh, there's uh, not many in the AFL. There's all this song and dance about uh, McCartan, who's playing with a chip on his arm at the moment and the phone. So everyone's like, wow, wow, this is amazing. Jamie Cripps has done it for 200 games as well. The tip your hat. It's a life balance. So well done, X. Good work. I had a, I had a great night with Jamie Cripps I'm once. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, Cripps, oh, wow. Well, he can put the, a hole in himself like the best. Had, at the Claremont Hotel, and there was me and a couple of Freo boys, and Cripper was rolling out. I was like, oh, he must have some mates somewhere. <laughs> Latched onto us for three hours. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. And, if, and I say he's diabetic too. If he drink, he drinks everything and anything, and then wonders why there's a high or a low going on. You're like, go to bed, Cripper. 
I'll tell you who else is a little bit basic in terms of their understanding of how much chore, how many chores at home do you do, Zave? Oh, I do a lot. A lot? What's your, what's, the main, <laughs> what's your main responsibility? Is it laundry, no, Captain? No, no, laundry no, captain I don't do laundry. That's one thing I just okay. I don't touch. I just put it in the laundry and that's sorted and so makes you, its way back to my room. You, but I do like the kitchen, the cooking, mm. oh, the sweeping, the vacuuming. Yesterday, oh, high-pressure hosing mode, the lawns, human. did the gutters. Uh, what else did I do yesterday? Whipper snipped. There all sorts go. of stuff. That's a blatant lie. Surely not. Yes. Well, I'll marry you. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Well, I'm not sure, Greg. I'm not sure if you would because I don't know if he knows actually what a vacuum does. No, I don't have this audio, Mickey. Oh, we, we, didn't, we, don't, we didn't organize this one. Oh, this, 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 is, this is not on the order I just sent you, Mickey. All right. So, Greg, oh, how, how, good this, how, how good is this throwing me under the bus segment? Just go? say what he was going to say. Hey, we'll come back to that. So, uh, Zave no, Alice was talking about. You've got the audio, mate. Zave, so back to it. Zave was talking about Callum Mills last. Oh, great player. He's just so clean. Just so clean. Hey, he just sucks it up and spits it out like a vacuum. Cleaner, <laughs> you know when the vacuum. You know when you're like, I'm not giving you that one. You mate. know when you vacuum up a marble and you go, Kong, bang, gone. Yeah, but then you said he spits it out. Yeah, because well. vacuums it up and then bang, spits it out. All right, let's, lay, let's, Sorry, let's put a going. cherry on top of this segment. Jeez, I should be paid more. This is I've killed it so far. <laughs> Xavier Ellis, you and I, we've talked about this long term. You know, we're in the special comments chairs at the moment. We're we're plying our craft. We're looking to extend our responsibilities at some stage. Last night, you had an opportunity behind the mic as a play-by-play caller. Yeah, because the this game is was going no good. This is how it went. Has there been a worse two and a half minutes of football <laughs> ever <laughs> in the history of AFL footy? X-Man, you start calling. Just have a go. Here we go. Big Laddams on the wing, stretches up. He's got Heaney over the back. If he looks up, Laddams handball to... Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see. Out the back. I actually could not see which one of those little Sydney punks it was. He was side onto <laughs> us the whole way. I was like, just turn your back. You've got the, uh, there was a little bit of fluff on top of their head. I couldn't, and it was Earl Gordon. So well done to you, Earl. Go, Greg. It's sometimes an absolute nightmare, and you know it's only going to be free. If I had to do the commentating for a WNBL game yeah. uh, only a few weeks ago, they've introed me in. And I couldn't hear anything. And as I'm talking, I, they go, no, nah, nah, you're not on. And then so you're on in 20 seconds again. I go, I literally just stunned mullet in mm. front of the camera. And then they go, oh, no, nah, no, nah, I hope that was a practice run. I was fearing for my life. I reckon nearly weed my pants yeah. thinking. No, no, it's shocking. Absolute mare. Shocking. When you're caught oh. on camera and you don't. And you, but then I do say, you often go back and watch it and you go, what you thought, how bad it was in your head, it's not as bad as in your head. You're like, that's the worst thing I've ever had. That's the worst thing that's ever gone to air. You go, mm, I think I might have got away with that. <laughs> you got away with that. No, you have got away with that. And I really enjoyed just uh, taking the P155 out of you this morning, Zayvon. It's uh, a big welcome back to the Dead Set Legends. Yeah, no, thanks, Mick. And uh, if you do ever want to push on further with your radio career, just have your audio set up ready to go. It usually <laughs> runs a little bit smoother than that. Uh, Leech will Mick... throw me under that. Isn't he throwing us all under the bus? No, Leechy, Leechy, mate. Leechy just is a dog. That's it, Legends. He's in. And Docker Nat Five. He's in. Get more good podcasts on the Listener app and get into Newtown Toyota East Vic Park. Let their family look after yours.